Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Chronicles High Hopes and High Journeys. Today, we are going to be talking about some upcoming changes in the world for U.S. cannabis laws. So here are some major changes that we're going to talk about. We're going to go through each state. And with that being said, we're going to tell you guys what major changes to cannabis law has taken the effect around the U.S. Hopefully you guys are excited as much as I am. So let's get right into it. In Maryland, cannabis possession, personal cultivation, and retail sales are now legal. So that's huge for Maryland. They never used to have that. And this is huge that states are coming more and more aligned with having cannabis possession, personal grows, and some retail sales. Um, that's going to be huge. In Connecticut, adults may now cultivate marijuana at home for personal use. That's huge. More and more states are coming to the realization that it's okay to grow plants at home and for people to take this route of growing their own plant at home and using it for personal use rather than going to a dispensary and spending $100 just to get wheat. So in Virginia and Nevada, multiple medical cannabis program improvements were implemented. So that's huge. Virginia and Nevada are coming to terms with medical cannabis. Hopefully they can start to go towards recreational. In New Hampshire, out-of-state patients are now, this is huge, out-of-state patients are now able to access state-licensed medical dispensaries. So that's huge. So if you're an out-of-state patient, you could go to New Hampshire and buy marijuana from their dispensaries only medicinally with an out-of-state uh, card. That's huge. That's going to be huge for New Hampshire, huge for that state. I'm actually really happy that it's coming to terms. Now, here is something that's huge. In California and Louisiana, Louisiana is one state that I did not expect for this to happen. They are they have the efforts to expunge thousands of prior cannabis offenses are underway. That's huge. So they're going to take a lot of, of offenses that people get to go to prison because of this plant that is projected, and I'm doing air quotes, projected to be not medically stable, cannot help you with medical at all, which is why it's a Schedule One drug. In Maine, legalization limiting the ability for those on prohibition to be drug tested for cannabis has become law. So, legalization limiting the ability for those on probation to be drug tested for cannabis has become law. That's huge. Um, that's going to hopefully help those who are on probation to get jobs. Um, that's why there's a lot of unemployment is because a lot of people can't get um, jobs because some states are requiring them to do drug tests that do um, test cannabis. In Ohio, this is huge. A marijuana legalization bill is currently awaiting a committee hearing and subsequent vote. So now if you guys are not, um, if you guys don't know what has happened in the world for marijuana, uh, Minnesota became the 23rd state to legalize marijuana recreationally, and that's huge. But now if we get Ohio, which is predominantly a red state, if we get them on board and pass this legalization bill, this will t make the Congress turn their heads and possibly make it federally legal. 
In California, Connecticut, Maine, and New Jersey, legislatures are working to establish social venues where legal cannabis may be consumed privately by patients and of age adults. That's huge. So they're making you have a place to go to smoke weed. It's like a consumption lounge, pretty much, where you have a social venue, you get to smoke weed, you get to buy weed, you get to smoke it and have a day off from reality. In California and Pennsylvania, bills expanding access to medical cannabis program are awaiting legislative action. So if they do pass this, it's going to make it huge in California and Pennsylvania for their medical cannabis program. And hopefully that can turn heads as well and make it so much more accessible. All right. So that is the, the, the most the major changes to cannabis law that has taken effect around the U.S. right now. So let's talk about um, something that is not really uh, the law, um, but is more about what we have inside of our bodies. And what a lot of people don't know is that our bodies do produce endocannabinoid um, systems, right? So that is called ECS. Now, what, what, what it is is... It, it, it basically is in your brain where you get like hype about something. That's part of that component or, you know, feeling that motive. So let's look at this research. Endocannabinoid balance is crucial for THC users. Okay. Now, here's the reason why. If you use a lot of THC, the predominant cannabinoid of choice is potent cannabis plants, correct? Right. You want it as potent as possible just to get to that right high, right? But your body will produce less of its similar substances of endocannabinoids. Isn't that interesting? The more you smoke weed, the less of endocannabinoids you have in your system and in your body. So these precious neurotransmitters, right, are um, that they have many duties within our bodies. They have roles. They got what they need to do. And a lack of them is known as clinical endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. So a lot of people are getting a deficiency of endocannabinoid. And it's not great because that means that you are using way too much weed. You need to know what dosage is appropriate for you to consume. So it basically creates this balance, right? And it... Is necessary for every aspect of life, you know, that the EBB and flow, it gives us equilibrium, which is needed within our endocannabinoid system. Okay, here's the issue. The issue is problematic for THC users. It's problematic. This issue is problematic. Um, hopefully this can educate you guys and maybe turn your heads a little bit and open your minds a little bit of what is happening in the world of cannabis. So it truly doesn't matter whether you're not a heavy smoker, concentrate lover, or someone that is ingesting for other purposes, you know, like edibles or tinctures, etc. ECS balance is necessary for every single one, whether you smoke it or not. Your ECS is crucial for keeping your body working correctly and for your organs to work in unison. And you know what this is called if you remember biology? homeostasis. 
It helps control everything in our body. It helps us get moving from mood to sleep to essential body functions that are happening every single day in our lives. It will be functioning with every single essential body functions. But by using THC cannabis in its potent forms like dab concentrates and without using other substances like CBD, CBC, CBG or CBGA, right, which is the component that is weed, but it needs to be heated for it to be CBG. You could upset your balance in your body if you are not using CBD, CBC, CBG for a period of time. You can start decreasing your endocannabinoid system. And some of these can um, balance out the effects of THC so that it can have a diet of omegas and give you a lot of exercising and make you active, right? But generally, heavy THC users and those healthy habitats don't go hand in hand. But when your endocannabinoid system is off balance, when it's off balance, it could disrupt everything from your happiness levels to your sleep uh, schedule. It can affect everything. So if you're not f worried about this happening, if you're a heavy user, I think you need to start doing some more research on it to see why this is happening to users. Now let's talk about it, right? So in this study that I saw on CBGA crumble, right? They explored a substance of our body nat that naturally produces AEA and 2AG and how THC use influences our body and mind's functions, right? In the study, people are regularly using marijuana, right? They are testing 26 participants in this study right here. And the majority of them smoke marijuana cigarettes, right, or joints. Before and after they smoked, researchers, scientists measured their heart rates, how high they felt, and the levels of THC, right? But here's what they found. They found that the use didn't change any of the levels of the natural substances of cannabinoids in their blood, right? Isn't that interesting? But interesting enough, the, uh, the participants who had more of the anandamide AEA in their blood start to feel higher and had a better reaction to the drug. All those who used marijuana had less substance of 2-AG in their blood, a critical endocannabinoid. So at the end of it, in conclusion of this um, study and this research, heavy cannabis smokers are more often more often have lower levels of 2-AG and AEA, and those with lower levels of AEA feel less high after smoking, right? So you can smoke as much as you want, but you may feel a little less higher than if you had more of that in your system. And more research is needed to understand these effects better, of course, right? We're still learning about all on um, this plant, and we're learning so many cool things that are coming. But here's what they said. More research is needed to understand these effects better and whether the levels of these substances could predict how strongly people react to cannabis or indicate how tolerance to the drug gets created through the imbalance of the endocannabinoid system. Interesting. So now you guys know that. Maybe do some research. See if you indeed are low on uh, 2-AG or if you're high on AEA. If, you're, if you have more AEA in your system, you're going to be feeling a lot higher way more effects will happen with marijuana. So that being said, everyone knows that marijuana 
has been legalized throughout 23 states, almost 24 if Ohio comes onto board. And we know that they're legalizing it for recreationally, and some of them are just getting on board with medical. However, there are people that are protesting against legalization of cannabis. So I'm in New York, right? I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Um, I don't live in the city, but I can say I'm a New Yorker. My license says New York State. I live 30 minutes above um, the George Washington Bridge. Here is a study or a uh, something to get your guys' minds running and, you know, uh, here's the caption of this one research that I found. Uh, if you guys need to look at it, it's on CannabisBusinessExecutive.com. Um, they have all of your cannabis uh, news. So here is something that is interesting and I think that everyone needs to start focusing on. Anti-cannabis groups sue to overturn New York's marijuana laws. So there has been a coalition of anti-cannabis interests filed a lot on that filed a lawsuit in uh, New York State Supreme Court, right? And they're seeking to overturn the legalization of marijuana. Here's what the the petition was filed in Albany for. It was was filed by the Cannabis Impact Prevention Coalition, a group that is against, you know, marijuana. Um, They're called Cannabis Industry Victims Seeking Justice, as well as eight individuals associated with those groups. So... This is what they have to say, and let's see if you guys agree. What the tobacco companies have done, the marijuana companies are doing now. It is only a matter of time before they are RICO lawsuits against marijuana stores and growing operations in New York. Interesting. So, yes, marijuana companies are doing what tobacco companies are doing, but they are being they are having more success than tobacco companies and Tobacco companies are now offering marijuana consumption um, options. So who's really winning in that argument, right? The lawsuit asserts that marijuana consumption, sale and possession, remains illegal under federal law, right? And Congress passed the uh, Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act of 2021, legalizing marijuana for adults and setting up framework to roll out retail industry that includes growers, processors, and licensed shops. So here's what they um, view, and this is what they are trying to, I guess, put across and tell people what's going on. It's false advertising and may mislead vulnerable patients and the public. Medical Right in air quotes, use may inadvertently result in addiction. Okay, let's stop right there. Yes, you can be addicted to cannabis, which is called cannabis use disorder, right? You can be addicted. You can't overdose, but you can be addicted. It can increase risk of psychosis. Okay, you're not wrong. It can. Certain people can get psychosis way more than those that aren't getting psychosis at all. You can get an increased risk. Yes. Okay. Mental or psycho, um, psychosocial impairment. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay. Lung damage when smoke. Okay. So don't smoke and complications from born children when used during pregnancy. Don't smoke during pregnancy, pregnancy. Um, actually, if you go to a dispensary, bud tenders will actually tell you to not smoke if you're pregnant. Um, it does something to the baby. It may not, have um, your baby fully developed, could stop certain things. Just don't smoke when you're pregnant. 
So the presence of medical marijuana dispensaries may increase access to recreational marijuana for minors. Now, here's the thing, and here's what we need to focus on, right, is it is legal. You could grow plants. You could, you know, whatever. But if you're 18, you're allowed to consume. You can't buy. But if you're 21 or older, you could consume and buy. So there is a little bit of regulation there. But that's a different episode we'll talk about is all about regulations. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know what is going on in the world of cannabis. Hopefully that actually intrigues you guys to make you guys want to research and actually see what is going on with cannabis and why it may be affecting you in certain ways than others. Right. So let's end it here. Um, our journey through the history of cannabis and uh, the research updates of cannabis comes to an end for today. We hope that this exploration has shed some light on the remarkable path this plant has traveled throughout time. Join us next week as we untangle another fascinating topic, and we're going to be talking about regulations. I know everyone's going to be excited about that. Um, regulations is a must that we need to talk about, but we're also going to make it a mixed match. We're going to talk about the history of cannabis and we're going to also be talking about the regulations of cannabis so that that in that episode, you guys know what is the regulations are the history of cannabis. And then we could talk about the regulations so we could put them put the two together and you guys can have a clear picture of what's going on. So until then, stay curious, stay informed and keep exploring. And I am your host, Matt. Thank you for tuning into Cannabis Chronicles, High Hopes and High Journeys.